Should we start talking about El Camino? All right. El Camino, coast to coast. Tall drink of water, Seth Cullen, and your blue-eyed boy, Jake Pratt. Here we go. Here we go again. Okay, so first of all, before we dive into this, let me pull up my little sheet. Seth, what was your excitement level for El Camino coming into this? Were you so excited? Were you worried? Were you lukewarm? Talk to me here. Give me me a tip. My excitement level also went up when I went down, when I sat down to watch it. I was a little different though. Uh, I was not excited coming into it. My, I didn't, I didn't see a single trailer. My whole thought was when I heard about it was I also haven't seen Better Call Saul. I've heard it's great, but I just didn't see Better Call. Breaking Bad is, I think, the one show where I've never rewatched another episode. Like I've seen every episode, but maybe never rewatched them with the, with the exception of maybe one or two finales. Like, because I think it's a really heavy show. It's really emotional, but I really liked it. And after that ended, like, I didn't feel like I thought they, it was one of, if not my favorite finales. Like I felt like it was, it was so on the nose. I, for me, I never felt the need to go back to that world. So when I heard they were going back, my concern was like looking at what, um, I'm forgetting the name. My memory of the show. Kind of like it ended perfectly. I enjoyed everything. Like it got nothing like we're, we're done here. Like you did a perfect, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, and I got worried because oh, I actually looked it up. I was like, "What have they been doing since?" And I can't remember. The, I can't remember Jesse Pinkman's I, I name. Say, I had that feeling um, going. In, I don't know if you watched any of Twin Peaks, but going into the final season of Twin Peaks on Showtime, I had a little bit of that feeling. But then I ended up enjoying the season. So that show lost me after episode eight. But I like. I don't blame the show. I blame myself. That show. That show. That's the one. That's the one right where there's no sound. It's like the. There's sound. You go inside at the very beginning, and you go inside of a nuclear explosion. Yes. 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 David. It's not Fincher. I want to say Fincher. David Lynch. Is it like uh, is is avant garde? Is that like appropriate word? Like it's very like. I didn't. It's not even like I. I also. It's not like I dislike that episode. That episode was literally. I was like, this is. I'm out of my depth. Like this is like, like I'm like I'm swimming in, in deep waters and I'm in danger. I gotta get. He's certainly not. If they come out with a season four, I'll finish season three and I'll commit. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Uh, 
On the next podcast, we're talking Twin Peaks seasons one, two, and three. <laughs> I'm in. I'll, I'll 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 get back on board. All right, all right. So get back to El Camino. All right. So Mr. Cohen was excited. I was not so much, but I'm not gonna lie. Once I sat down and watched the recap, I was like back. I was like fully. I was immediately back in, and I quickly was like excited again. So okay, so. I got that out of the way. Yeah, I guess I, I'd say the structure of this movie is broken up in two ways. You sort of have some flashbacks of the original Breaking Bad timeline where Jesse was trapped at the Nazi camp. And um, there's sort of that whole section of this movie. And then it's intercut with sections of present day Jesse sort of trying to... It's actually basically the same plot as the last season of Breaking Bad where he's trying to get money to Robert Forrester to clean himself so that he can kind of get away free and not have to be looking over his shoulder the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say I I kind of... I think the, the second section I enjoyed the most was um, the one with him... I forget this actor's name. who's married to Kirsten Dunst. Um, uh, he plays Todd in Breaking Bad. I think it's, the character's name is Todd. Do you know who the actor is? I forget his name. That redhead is married to Kirsten Dunst? Yeah, he didn't know the guy. They were in, that, in the Fargo show together, and they, they ended up uh, like hooking up and getting married. Wow, I guess, wow. Lo- I guess looks aren't everything, huh? <laughs> that guy, wow, he looks like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, and I, I actually really enjoyed the way he plays that part. He's very simplistic. He's very sort of hokey, just kind of easygoing. I think his nice, like, I think I think he is one of the creepiest and most effective characters. Like, he is that, like, politeness. I actually, that's one of my, I love villains who are polite. I don't know. I think it's, like, goes back to, like, Megatron from, like, the old school, like, <laughs> cartoons. Like, I don't know what it is, but I think Todd. That, it's, it's, creepy. it's creepier when people don't have emotions about it. Like, this whole scene where he's like, oh, my housekeeper found one of my books. So we gotta take care of this, and it's like, yeah, you have no emotion about it, buddy. <laughs> but that's, but like, I think, I think what's, I guess, yeah, I think what's like, what I love about it is that like he's trying to show emotion, like he realizes he should be. He's like, oh, I, I feel bad about he's it. like, yeah, it feels so bad. And meanwhile, he's like, eating, he's like, oh, here she is, like kicks her body. It's like, oh, oh, feel real bad about it there, huh? Um, but he's clearly a fucking psycho. But like, all right, I'm getting off. deep take here not that i'm the first one to have it but uh i mean if looking at like the morality if it's a morality story the morality is is that the only person who actually like had a soul or had feelings or conscious about it was jesse and he's the only one to survive of all other other than saul but even saul i haven't seen better call saul i don't know what happens to him but better call saul there's at least like he is aware of what they're doing is wrong like he is like not that he's like maybe remorseful but he has a better sense of, I think, right and wrong than just about anyone in the show. And I mean, like... Jesse has moments throughout the show where he's, he's trying to save a girlfriend or he's trying to save that kid. And that even that, even in the El Camino, that kid's mentioned. Brock. Mentions that kid. He's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, he's always 
protecting somebody from something more evil, or like that's usually how he gets, you know, caught up doing bad things. He's trying to either protect somebody or, you know, he is. He, it does seem like he's attempting to do the right thing within his own world. And what's kind of funny, and I guess not funny, but maybe maybe we're get onto something here. It's because he couldn't. I can't remember her name, but uh, Kristen Ritter's character, like that, was the one person he couldn't save, and he didn't even know it at the time. But it's like whether unconscious or not, like after, like you always just trying to help people. Yeah. It was Badger. I mean, all right, let's get into the likes. I'm gonna because this is gonna lead me into Badger and Skinny Pete. Like one of the things I loved about this, like bringing them back, the way they brought them back, and I forgot about that. Like, I forgot that Jesse was like the ringleader of them. And like, I forgot how much they looked up to him. Like, cause I remember the begin first few seasons, that was kind of like, uh, that was like one of the storylines that he was like, they didn't know Mr. White, but like he was their kingpin. Like Jesse was their boss. I, yeah, I enjoy I think it was, yeah, both of them were fun characters, especially when they're interacting with Jesse. It's, it was a familiar sense of humor and stuff. The, yeah, the guy Skinny, he was interesting. They kind of tried to make him a little more emotional than he used to be. They um, definitely tried to give him a little more depth there. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you know, Jesse did have a pretty big effect on these guys' lives. And so it's like, I, I was able to buy everything that they did for him in that situation, I guess. Can we also clarify, so these these guys are now no longer meth heads or meth dealers, but they made it out. It seems like they're living a pretty good life. My question, though, was I, I, that's, I haven't seen, as I said, I haven't rewatched an episode. I don't know. But, like, I'm assuming at some point, like, Jesse paid them off. Like, I, they, they clearly made a lot of money through Jesse or with Jesse. Right, see, I, didn't, I didn't rewatch any. I, it's like, this is, these are the kind of details that uh, <laughs> watching the last season again probably would have helped. Exactly. Like, I do feel like he paid them off at some point. I can't specifically. It was nice to see. But again, I guess those were two characters who, again, of all the criminals we saw, like, they weren't like they they're not heroes but again like they after, weren't horrible people yeah, they, they weren't, like, they weren't yeah. horrible people and like and i remember i think it's season two when people start dying like they're like we're, like they're not they're drug dealers but they're not horrible people they don't want to kill people they don't want to hurt people they're like and it, yeah. again like it's just interesting to see and they're actually actually probably a little i don't want to say they're more moral than it's just funny like looking at it like obviously everyone suffers in that show i think that's part of it that like everyone the whole point of the drug thing is that like everyone suffers for it you yourself everyone around you but it does seem like there's a little underlying message there that at least the people who had some remorse about it or at least conscience about it got out of it like that it's like the people who still have some basis of reality or morality or more to your point yeah it's like you can come out of it I get, yeah, yeah. there's something to that there. But there, yeah, it's like all these people are criminal. Like Jesse's done horrible things, you know. He's killed people. He can kill an innocent man. Like, and he's dealt meth to count. You know, it's like don't forget these people cooked and dealt meth to countless people. And you know, it's like God alone is just yeah. horrible. Enough. How many people overdose? Like if even one yeah. person overdosed up with one of these guys, you could you know, like it's and that's kind of. Yeah. But I guess that's the uh, those are the table stakes for living in that world. You got it. Like you have to root for someone. Is, uh, this is actually a very common conversation about the Godfather, and it's like there's all this morality in the, inside the Godfather and the choices the characters make and stuff. But at the end of the day, these are people. You know, an offer you can't refuse is putting a gun to somebody's head. There's nothing moral about that. You know, it's like 
for, for all of his wisdom and all the pearls that he drops, uh, you know, Vito Corleone is a gangster that holds a gun to your head until you do what he wants him to do. And so, I, you know, it's, it's interesting anytime you have anything about the culture of criminality and stuff and the morality inside of it. They're still all criminal. You know, it's like, it's, still thing. it's like you're all still criminals at the end of this. But That's kind of... It's funny you bring that up. I can't remember what, but I've like either I read some. I haven't talked about this, but I read something that kind of brought this up recently. But it was basically American culture has always pop culture has always had an obsession with the outlaw. Like whether you yeah. go to the old west, the depression, and then it's like, well, that's because the first heroes were outlaws. It was the rebels in the seventeen in the Revolutionary yeah. War. And it's like, these were guys who basically said, fuck you to the government, did what they wanted. Excuse me, men and women who did what they wanted. A lot of them were just mastholes from Boston, by the way. Which, Which, by the way, I've been been hearing more of that and I've been reading stuff about that. And it's like basically how like the Northeast, basically Boston, bullied everyone else into going along with them. It's like, can you believe this bullshit? Apparently, at one of the the apparently one of the continental meetings, like the twelve other colonies were like, "Can we not invite Boston? Like, can we can we not?" Um, And then I heard another funny like story. It was this is not mine. This is not a podcast. Obviously, I didn't do this research, but um, it was basically when so when they started fighting, it was a big problem when the Virginia like regulars came up because the Virginia regulars were like actual like they were like. They had coats and uniforms, and they were almost like a real army. It was like a real militia. And apparently, like, literally, the Boston regulars like, were just fucking hounding them. Like, oh, nice suit. Like, like just <laughs> ripping them apart. And then what happened was, so, like, the Virginians complained. The Virginian officers complained to the Boston officers. And the Boston officers were, like, went to the fucking Boston soldiers. And the Boston soldiers were like, ah, come on. Like, they literally were like. They got beers. They're like they they started. They literally started drinking with the Virginia officers. We're like, come on, fucking put. Like we're just fucking around, yeah, you yeah. pussies. Like let's let's fucking. Tell you, we've had mass for over three hundred years, and they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. We've we've also had we've also had some dainty dainty flowers from the south dressing pretty for a while too. <laughs> That's true too. Um, back down Camino. Yeah. Wow. We are just going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole today. Okay, El Camino. From our Revolutionary War conversation. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, so other – what other – okay. So I really – first of all, talking about likes, I think we we clearly both like Skinny Pete and Badger, like getting back into yeah, that world. Cool. The things I liked, I liked the sequence. Uh, yeah. I think I said this earlier. I liked the sequence with him and Todd when, and Todd's housekeeper situation. And I just thought that was all very interesting and well acted by both of them. Um, I – I did the. I did sort of enjoy the sequence of trying to find Todd's money. I guess that that's sort of the link between the past timeline and the present timeline is uh, you get to this point where he remembers Todd re-get his money somewhere, and you get to the current timeline. Um, Jesse's searching for money to sort of clear himself with Robert Forrester's cleaner character. Which, uh, by the way, the Forrester character. I, by the, I'm a big fan of Robert Forrester. I think he's a great actor. And he, he died. Recently. I say he died on Friday. We should. Shout out to Robert Forster, great actor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was, was that his very last role? I believe it was. I believe it was. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's always interesting to see that. Um, but his character, I understand he's the cleaner. I'm not totally sure how he gets these birth certificates and uh, social security numbers. And all, all I know is he takes money and he gives you a new idea. It, 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 
those characters are a little hard for me to buy if you give me no background on it, like how he's doing that stuff. They're definitely going for the what's the Tarantino the Wolf guy? Kinda yeah, it's kind of a Winston Wolf. Winston guy. Wolf, but the thing is like with Winston Wolf like He's a problem solver though, so it's like you gotta you got a body minus end and car on me to come solve your problem. Exactly. Like I feel like the I think they're going trying to go for the same like shtick there and that it's like a guy who could fix anything, but the difference with Winston Wolf is like you actually see him fix it. Like, yeah, and you yeah. know how he did, like... You see him think quickly, you see him act quickly, you see him solve the problem, like, in time. He controls the situation, he gets fucking tough motherfuckers in hand, and he's like, this is what we're doing. And with Robert Forster, although I will say, the Robert... I loved when he... Every scene he has with Robert Forster is awesome. When he is, like, basically calls him out, I'm not gonna lie. The vacuum cleaning store is a great scene. The vac- when he calls him out, he's like, you're not gonna call the fucking cops. Like, you're... And I was thinking, I was like... And I was like, this is Jesse acting like Walt. He's smart. And then when the cops pull up, I was I was literally laughing. I was like, oh. <laughs> and Forrester was great. He was just. Um, I, I overlooked the actor, honestly, throughout his life. His, his peak was like Jackie Brown, I guess. And it's like, that movie itself is kind of past my, uh, you know. He was actor, honestly. That's a movie. I'm adding that to another movie first. That's a movie I've rewatched. It's not my favorite. I think it's a little meh. It's it's not my favorite either. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my main critique of this movie is no one's that interested in the central. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in that movie, but the central plot of it is Robert Forster falling through Pam Greer, and no one just no one's that interested in two forty year olds sort of falling in for each other. I, no, no, I, I agree, but I, I think an interracial couple was like a much bigger deal twenty years it's ago. True. Like I, I yeah, yeah, well, I mean, so was the Robert De Niro thing and uh, Brendan Fonda in that movie. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean. I, I think that movie got that movie benefited from a little like shock appeal that like. I think that was another problem with that movie actually was that it was a miss for De Niro and it was just very weird like De Niro being in a Tarantino movie, you know, and that's the movie coming off of Pulp Fiction. There was a ton of hype for that movie. Um, that being said, I like uh, you know what I, I like Michael Keaton in that movie and I like that he uh, he plays the same character in Adam Sandler. That's another movie based off that Elmore Leonard novel. Wait, is it the um, actual? Is it the same like character, like the same yeah, name? The same I like that. Um, that is cool. Yeah, I like that little that little link between those two movies, and then Soderbergh and Tarantino kind of like you know kind of did a wink wink at each other with that. I actually um, like that a lot. That, that being said, out of sight, I think it's a much more enjoyable movie if you want to get into more Leonard novels or movies. I think it's much more fun if you're going to do that type of like pulp. You need you need something. If it's not action, you need like a little more it's, wit. It's funny though, is if, you, if you watch out of sight, it feels like Soderbergh is copying a Tarantino style movie and it's like it's, he's kind of using but it's like and you know like there's some they're both kind of grabbing from Scorsese as well but it's like it's that type of movie it's criminal crimes and rapid cuts in a, in a, in a fast moving movie my only counter argument to that would be that uh, out of sight's like the premise it's really like a love story it's a crime movie but like the base of it's a love story and I feel like don't think Tarantino's ever really done a love story maybe that would be his last movie maybe that would be his last movie I'll say Oh, I liked them. I thought that was a strength. I, I, I meant that as a yeah. compliment to Out of Sight. I, I think that was a good. But um, but you're definitely right. It's definitely actually. I want to rewatch that movie. I'm gonna add that to the list. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got onto that. Now, man, we're going off. We're good. Yeah. All right. We're just all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? What we like? I mean, I think 
to um, like all so, the uh, all the characters are pretty well written. I felt it was nice to like see them again. I agree, and I thought I thought Bill, Gilligan's directing, the cinematography, and the acting—they're all like they were all Breaking Bad level. It was the same sort of level of all that. Mine is, so I don't can I get to the critique here? Yeah, yeah. Let's. I, I think I think we're done. I think we're both. Okay. So my my issue after seeing the movie. Um, and sort of considering the past timeline and the present timeline that they presented and everything that had happened, I quit. I sort of realized it felt very much like this was deleted scenes from the Breaking Bad show. Like this was, it felt like scenes that could have been in, a sh- in the in one of the episodes during the series, especially with the flashback scenes. Felt like they had already been written, and then the, the, the scenes where Jesse's narrative were tied up also felt like someone had written that during the show, sort of, and they, they just couldn't, they had their ending kind of, they couldn't get to this. So, it, in a way, it felt like an extra, ep- like a, a prolonged extra episode, I guess, but it didn't feel to me like it was an original work, I guess. It felt like it was just sort of like, the you know, deleted scenes from the show. And it was enjoyable, like, it was put together in a good way, I liked how it was undercut and stuff. And yeah, and like I said, the acting and directing was good, but it was just like, at the end of the day, it was just sort of like, it wasn't new. It was just, it didn't feel original, I guess. So this is, this, I literally had to write this down. But this is, like, this is what I consider it. It's, it's a nice epilogue, and it's like the Sunday topping cherry to the story. Yeah. But it's like, it is a nice but unnecessary epilogue. Like, if they hadn't have come out with it. Like, after seeing it, going into it, my whole worry was that it wasn't needed. And after watching it, like, it was cool. Like, I liked it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Like, I really did enjoy seeing these characters again. But at the end of it, like, I thought about it. Like, this is, like, to turn a critical eye to it at the end, I was like, okay, I liked the movie. It felt like, to your point, like, I felt like I just watched two hours of Breaking Bad, like, season seven or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Um, Like, it could have been, it could have been plucked out of any season. Like, it fit perfectly. And I was like, okay, anytime I'm looking at a prequel or really a sequel, it's like, okay. Why are you telling the story again? Like, wh- where do the characters begin with? Where does it end? Like, why are you telling the story? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, going into it, I felt like this is going to tell me the story of what happens to Jesse after this whole ordeal. And at the end of it, you're like, wait, uh, what is he doing? It's like, they kind of, like, left him in Alaska. And you're like, so what does he do in Alaska? Like, what's the story of Jesse after this whole ordeal? It's like, I still have the same question on my head, you know? That's exactly how I feel. That's what I came down to at the end. I was like, okay, so the end is he he escapes the drug compound. And from there, it's like, okay, to your point, what does he do after that? We don't know, because all I know is that he escaped the country, which I knew he was going to do. Like, the, like the, way, the way the show ended, my understanding was that he escaped to Canada or Mexico, like, or he, Alaska, wherever. My understanding was that he yeah. escaped New Mexico. And it's like, yeah, you don't know all the details, but it's like, you're basically, you're like, he went somewhere and like, kind of got out of there. It's kind of your feeling. Exactly. And so the one I, I like the story, but that's kind of where like I think they would have been better served. Granted, they would have had to set this up in season eight for like the candy welders. Like I know they had that whole scene where you realize that like he was the guy who welded his thing there, which was right. That actually, was so I uh, we actually didn't, we didn't talk about this section that much, but I did enjoy the part where Jesse thinks they're cops when they come in to search that apartment. And then he realizes that they're not cops after he's tied up. And then every, you know, the shifting of, of that, I thought the, the energy that shifts in that scene was really cool. That, I'm not going to lie, like, I, re- I liked it. And then when that happened, that's when I was like, oh, this is fucking Breaking Bad. Like, that was a cool yeah, Breaking, was Bad, Breaking Bad, Bad twist. Bad moment when, they, when you're like, oh, shit, those are criminals, not 
cops. You're like, now we're breaking bad again. Yeah, yeah. I was a, I was a little curious. Like that was like the that was like the great like plot twist and like un, like those were the surprises that I loved about yeah. Breaking Bad. And I'm not. Uh, I, the other, I, I mean, the other Breaking Bad moment, and this is a moment that I like would be I would be a little critical of in past Breaking Bad episodes is the whole showdown gun drawing thing where they kind of took two coked up cowboys or whatever. It was just kind of like okay, like this is a little just Hollywood. That was I can't. I, you're gonna know the word. That was a little too like on the nose for me. Like a duel yeah. for the money. Like it was a little too like Hollywood. But I wanted, a, I wanted more of a battle of wits or something, and it ended up being a, a, like just a dick measuring contest essentially. Um, Jesse pulls the move with the jacket gun, I guess, which was kind of cool. That was cool, but my problem was again we didn't have enough time with the welder. But my understanding was this fucking possible white supremacist criminal welder guy with surrounded in a room surrounded by four other guys and one of them is also armed would be like let's just kill you and keep all the money yeah. like yeah, yeah. but with that being said i was reading like he thought the 22 you know it's a big gun or whatever and he's like why don't we do it you know he's coked up like i kind of understood what was happening but it's like <laughs> i was willing to buy in i i ended up buying in and i liked it and the fact that like i liked the way they did it that he had the hitting jesse had the hidden gun I ended up liking it. It worked for me. It was definitely a stretch. My bigger problem, though, and this was something, it didn't ruin it for me, but it definitely was like a strike. Jesse shaving his beard. Jesse walking around New Mexico for, uh, walking around Albuquerque for seven days. Like, so in, that was another, I thought that was like a Walter White-esque, like he was sort of taking something where it's like, I am the, I, I need to get back to myself. Like, I can't be this grizzled dirty man or something like i need to get back to jesse or something i agree 100 percent. but my pro like i that's the, and i think that like that's definitely my understanding was that's definitely what they were going for like it was like that was jesse reclaiming his identity but for me it was like my i guess i just had a problem with him wearing a skull cap sense. like if you're really in that situation it doesn't make sense it's just kind of like <laughs> that was like it was just for me it was just the amount of, uh, like, you see the amount of uh, police and FBI cars that show up when he leaves uh, Skinny Peaks, and it's just like, when you have that much heat on you, you will do anything to stay out, you know, it's like, you wouldn't, yeah, I kind of agree. That, that was, and again, I'm willing, that was something I'm willing to suspend. It's just like, it was, for a Breaking Bad episode or movie or show, it was just, I felt like, one too many leaps like they asked just for one and not that it ruined it for me but like usually what i loved about breaking bad was how realistic it was or at least like how realistic it felt in their world yeah. like it yeah. was never the most dramatic parts were dialogue like it was usually with a few violent episodes like but um and it was always very lean like there was nothing about it. it was always very like trip efficient show that like it was no like extra bow ties or anything <laughs> yeah i mean i liked it Oh, I mean, really, those are my only two critiques. Like, outside of that, like, I really did like it. Yeah, I think, like, at the end of the day, like, like to your main point, it didn't ruin the show for me, or it didn't ruin my memory of the show, so I'm happy about that. But it also, it didn't really enhance it, so it's like, you can't say it's a full home run, where it's like, it made it better somehow, where it's just kind of like, to me, it really felt like this was stuff that had been written before they had finished the show, and they just couldn't quite figure out how to encapsulate it all and the amount of time they had. And so I think it was a good idea to like save the stuff and make a movie out of it. But at the same time, it's like I just didn't get the answer to my original question when walking into the movie, which is kind of like, what happens to Jesse? What really does happen to Jesse? And then it's like, you get to the end of the movie, you're like, I, I still don't know. <laughs> also, why couldn't he go pick up Brock? Yeah, uh, well, 
So I'm trying to remember. This is another thing that that last episode of Breaking Bad. Um, I feel like they killed that kid, and then the time that Todd threatens to go kill the kid, that's before the Nazis kill him. But no, no, they killed the mom. Brock's alive. Oh, they killed the mom. Okay, okay. Um, but I guess maybe the danger there is that and probably the, if he got up, then he put Brock's in direct danger because I was looking for Jesse, and I was like. That actually, now that I think about it, what's it is probably the police and the white supremacists were probably all looking at yeah, Brock. Like, that's the one, you know, one person he has ties to, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. God knows what happens to Brock when he really leaves town. Like, are there any Nazis left? I don't know. They were all shot, or the welded. I don't, I don't know. I can't keep track of every character. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Well, hopefully Brock's alive. If Brock's yeah, alive, things are... Like, I do, yeah, I mean, I, we should have brought, like, some super fan on that remembered every detail of Breaking Bad or something. I can do that for Game of Thrones, but not not for Breaking Bad. Was just every ep- it's so every it's so good, but every episode is so heavy. I'm like, I'm like that's it. Don't need to rewatch. Yeah, I mean I've rewatched some since it aired and stuff, but yeah, it's like I can't remember the specifics of every little thing or part for me to do. All right, so here's a question for you: Do you think this this works as a movie? Like, like as a standalone movie? Give it the three minute recap, but does it like work as a movie? So yeah. like, I do think it works as a standalone movie. As long as you have some context. So yeah, as long as you watch that recap and have some context, it kind of, I think it works. The acting and the directing is on a pretty good level. I, I agree, because uh, Liza walked in like halfway through, and instead of trying to explain to her that it's Breaking Bad, I was just like, it's a crime movie. I was like, this guy escaped. Yeah. Uh, this guy was like a human slave cooking meth, and he escaped and was trying to get out of town. She's like, oh, okay. And oh, she, so she didn't love it. But it seemed to work for her. So I was like, uh, so I, I, I think it does work. It's a little, yeah, without any context, it's a little vague, but I think it works. Like, <laughs> if, if Avengers Endgame can work as a standalone movie, then this is just fine. Uh, Although that's another question. That's another question.